Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our returning listeners. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, we're so happy to have you all here with us today. Thank you for joining us for Season 2, Episode 4 of the Lion Pridecast, a podcast created by the Lansing Unified Schools District 469, located in Lansing, Kansas. The purpose of this podcast is to inform our Lansing stakeholders, being our community members, students, and staff about all things education. We are your hosts. I am Miles Aza, Director of Teaching and Learning in Lansing USD 469. And I am Sharon Burns, the Director of Communications and marketing. Today, we are excited to talk about leadership and how it ties closely in with a positive work environment. Um, and as our listeners and our Lansing USD 469 staff know, building a positive climate and culture in our buildings is obviously very, very important to us. And having a strong leadership in each of our buildings um, is pivotal in making that a reality. So with that being said, we are honored to have Tammy, Dr. Tammy Bartonick as a guest today. So Tammy has an impressive background in education and servant leadership. Yes. So thank you so much for being Happy on. Happy to be here. Thank yes. you. Yeah. I had the pleasure of sitting down with um, Dr. Tammy Bartonick a few weeks ago and immediately knew she would be a great guest um, just because of her background. So we're excited to get to know you more and hear about all of that. I'm super excited. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. And uh, I've already admitted that I'm struggling with the last name, so you will be Dr. Tammy the rest of the way. For me. Is that all right with you? That is fine. Okay. All right. Absolutely. I mean, even if you said no, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm it would gonna... still happen. Dr. T. Dr. T. All right. All right. So uh, I'm going to jump right in. So uh, considering a lot of people might not know who you are, um, would you give us a brief history of your background and experience? Sure. Happy to. Um so I have about 20 years background in education, specifically in higher ed. Um, I originally started in higher ed in the state of Florida, working as a recruiter for a university there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, that was some time ago, uh, right <laughs> after my bachelor's degree, actually. So my first full-time job Yay. was in Florida. Nice. And then moving you know, more towards current time, let's, <laughs> let's jump ahead a couple years, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> have completed an MBA from Nebraska as well as a PhD in human capital management. So and along my career path, I've been in and out of higher education, um, also working in private industry where my husband and I had been partners or owners in three separate companies. So I have an entrepreneurial background, which requires a lot of different hat wearing, you can imagine, right. <laughs> um, higher education and human capital and leadership studies. Wow. Yes. So now we know she's a guest. Like, yeah. <laughs> then it was like, who's this person? Are like, okay. Yes. Yes. Actually, uh, Dr. Tammy is actually taking over for me as a, one of the as one of the hosts because she's obviously well more qualified than I am. Um, all right. Well, that is extensive. You said yes. uh, Nebraska. That's yes. where you are. You from Nebraska? Originally, yes. Okay. Do you know Marty Kobza? I do not. I figured everybody in Nebraska just knows each other. It's <laughs> no, just big farmland. I wish I, I, I'll be happy to meet him, though. Well, you have already. He's our superintendent, Marty Cobes. Oh, <laughs> stop. Okay. I have met him. Well, but if, did you know him growing up? I did not. I don't think he's ever from We have a joke where everybody, everybody that we knows meet Marty. knows everybody Marty. Knows Marty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why, you know, Marty Cobes. That should be a t shirt for guests. Everyone knows Marty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. It should be like a parting gift. Write that down. Oh, man. His birthday's Monday, too. So I wish yes. we would have known that. We could have made shirts for him. That was a really good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Everybody really knows one. Marty. Once again, that's why Dr. Tammy's taking over my seat on here on the podcast because she comes up with better ideas than I do. All right. Well, that's great. Um, so why did you decide to study and write about leadership? It's been just an interest, uh-huh. just personally for a very long time. And um, just throughout my evolution of leadership and my career, I learned a lot about myself uh-huh. just by reading and studying and talking to people and um 
I do what I call unofficial kind of coffee chats with uh, friends, colleagues, whomever. Uh, when you are sitting down after work or any time during the week, you run into someone that you know, either well or maybe not so well. Mm -hmm. First thing that usually people ask is, you know, how was your day or how was work today, right? Yeah. So that just kind of naturally turned into coffee chats for me where I really just sit down talk again to friends and colleagues and talk about our day and our professional career day, really, mm -hmm. and helping problem solve, you know, praise, you know, work through all these different opportunities and really just try to get an understanding of how did your career day go that day? Because it's mm -hmm. such a big part of our lives. We, so many people spend more time at work than even at home mm -hmm. some days. Mm -hmm. So just really trying to understand and honor and provide some praise and support. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun just yeah. talking to people. Mm -hmm. So I always try to, to listen. You know, I listen to learn. Mm -hmm. So, and that turned into, again, these coffee chats and developing kind of a framework that I've been playing around with called uh, Care Squared Leadership. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We might get to that at some yes, point. Yes, yeah, we will. Yeah, I read more about it after we spoke the first time. Okay. I thought it was it was fascinating. Yeah. Quick clarifying question: With the coffee chats, you like actually have coffee? Sorry to sound dumb on that one. Are you of like you go does. sit down? Well, hold on a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we have like, do you like go to a coffee shop? Go to or, a coffee shop. Okay. All right. The, well, the reason I was title, the reason I was asking is because I have a follow up question. Are you judgmental about the coffee that the other person gets, or are you pretty open minded? Like <laughs> pretty for, open minded okay. because let me say specifically though because I am decaf. Oh. So when oh. I uh, you know go to coffee, I ask mm -hmm. for decaf. A lot of places don't carry decaf anymore. Uh huh. Really? And they even ask me, "Why are you drinking coffee if it's decaf?" That's interesting to me. I figured but, it's like you like the taste of it or something, right? Or, yes, or... it's just, and I think it's it's the process. It's yeah. like putting in the cream. Yes. And, yeah. And the whole just sitting down and having a hot beverage and yes. talking to somebody. It's interesting because we just had the conversation this morning that Miles is going to not drink any more caffeine. Well, I'm trying not to drink as much caffeine. wonderful I mean, because he's already high strong. I'm not really, yes. there we go. I'm not there really a go. coffee drinker, but I get caffeine in other ways. And sometimes you drink the cold. You drink I do. Coffee. Well, that's what I was going to ask is like, I like I'm an iced caramel latte kind of person. <laughs> um, usually I tell them to make it like I'm a seven year old, like as many pumps as like you want. Extra as the, sweet. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, see, I can already tell from the facial expressions there that I'm a little nervous that you'd be judging me during our <laughs> no coffee No judging at all. Promise? I, yes. Yeah. I just Try to go caffeine free and and sugar free. That's it. Caffeine and sugar free. Okay. I don't know if I can get rid of the sugar, but I'm definitely trying to cut out <laughs> caffeine. So tell me about with these coffee chats that you've had. Do you remember a story of one in particular that maybe stuck out? Oh. And I'm gosh. sure you've had so many. So I know that's hard. There are several. Um, I think one that pops immediately to mind would be um, a colleague, not in the same company where I was working, but. Um, you know, outside of my company where we had a lot of connection, um, times to actually um, work together on different projects and things. Um, yes, yeah, so it was super interesting because he particularly had a bad day that day we're having our coffee chat. Mm. And he just had an experience with a board member, I'll say that, mm -hmm. that they just weren't communicating, they weren't really seeing eye to eye on a lot of things, so they had scheduled time to sit down and talk, which I thought was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Sit down and talk. Right. Right, but it, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It can be hard. So when this particular person came in um, to meet and to chat, which is what 
the plan was showed up already kind of um, triggered a little triggered, <laughs> yeah. a little heightened, heightened yeah. emotionally yeah. heightened perhaps walked in you know arms crossed mm-hmm. and wouldn't even sit at the table um, mm-hmm. rather just stood up mm-hmm. like stood up looking at the other and you know very Right. Dominating Positionally, position. dominating yeah. position, yes. Yeah. Confrontational. So, I mean, yes. it seems like right off the bat it yes. wasn't. Yes. Yeah. So that conversation didn't go well, but it stuck in my my memory because uh-huh. I know the other person very well. And to have someone else, again, I don't know all the details, of mm-hmm. course, but just to have him paint me this picture, I'm like, that would be very stressful yeah. to be in that kind of situation. hmm uh, so we just kind of, we talked through how he felt and did anything get accomplished? And no, it, nothing did get accomplished that day. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a learning experience, I think, for him being in that situation of how do I handle this? Right. And what can I do to try to make this a positive experience? Right. Being able to reflect with you was probably very helpful for him. We, we tried yeah. to do that. Yes. yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that story because I feel like I have a lot of people in my corner, um, colleagues, people that I either work with or worked with before, family members that I could reach out to to like decompress something or reflect on something, uh, debrief something when mm-hmm. things go wrong. Because I will say, working with adults is not always the hard, uh, easiest. It's mm-hmm. it's particularly hard, especially working with Sharon every day. Uh, but but no, but Here seriously, honestly, when I was in the classroom, like I, I mean, yeah. kids are just just fun and they're easy, and, yeah. and and adults sometimes they're not that way. Um, and so I kudos to you for giving somebody who maybe doesn't have someone in their corner like that or just someone regularly to go debrief and decompress somebody to do that with. So that, well, that was I, a great idea. I think we all need to have that person mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can talk with and that right. you can respect different opinions if it's mm-hmm. not the same as yours, of course, right? But having that space where you can already have that level of trust that you right. can have a really candid yes. mm-hmm. um, and maybe difficult conversation sometimes, right? right? Yeah. Um, but you have to come at it from a place of trust mm-hmm. and so. really, again, trying to learn. Right. I try to learn from every single conversation I have. Yes. So. Yeah. Good for you. I love that. Um, so can you talk more about Care Squared and how you apply it to your work? And sure. And how uh, we could apply it here so, for our work. <laughs> yeah. So Care Squared, it's really... Just something I came up with, again, after having a series of these coffee chats. Mm-hmm. Um, and the C in Care Squared stands for intentional conversations. So you should always have a conversation with intent. So understanding what it is you're trying to accomplish is a good starting point. So okay. always intend to have a conversation with some kind of outcome and mm-hmm. be intentional about the dialogue and the word choice and maybe even where this conversation occurs if you suspect it could be difficult mm-hmm. um, have it in a place that's calming right have it in a place where it doesn't build up any additional stress or anxiety right. so just kind of being very thoughtful about being intentional with all aspects of that conversation i have a lot of my meetings at like dave and busters and it's not very calm. <laughs> so that well, thank depends you what the meetings are about yeah no they're like you need to get better at what you're doing. And then 
just kidding. I, I don't have any of those. No, memes. I love she's no, talking you're right, about a calm this. Calm and environment. Yeah, like well, sometimes that. Yeah, yes. And also, we just we had our um, our Greenbush Leadership Academy. We're mm-hmm. both. Um, in that a part of that and our last session was over difficult Difficult conversations conversations. and selecting a location especially if you're going to have a very difficult conversation with somebody that location you have to remember if if they're if a person you're about to tell bad news to or it's it's difficult they're going to remember that space and so you have to keep that in mind if it's not going to be a place you want to maybe have meetings in later or you know just being very intentional about it i like dave and busters would never be the same yes but (laughs) no but i love that but i agree with yeah no i'm sorry i'll stop you (laughs) sharon gave me the 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 face of like stop um (laughs) no i love that yeah sorry keep going no that's okay and then uh, the a part is uh, accountability Uh and i know a lot of times we hear you need to hold others accountable Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think I hear that more and more, especially on the news. Right. But in terms of accountability here, it's more um, internal seeking. So looking at yourself, how can I be accountable to my team, mm-hmm. to my organization and then, you know, to yourself, of course. So using this as a chance to really look inward mm. and um, try to be self-reflective and providing self-feedback, whether Mm -hmm. it's something that went spectacularly, you know, fantastic, it was the best thing ever you've done that day, Mm -hmm. or something maybe didn't go as you had hoped. How did you and your role help or hinder that particular event, meeting, conversation, whatever, you know, whatever it was. Right. So really using it as a time to, yes, um, to try to offer yourself growth. Yep. Right. By really looking and see how did you impact yeah. that situation. Right. Love that. Yeah. yeah. We don't do enough reflection. So no, I like that you have it in there with the mm-hmm. accountability, especially if it didn't go well. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's um, it's not always easy because mm-hmm. you, you could find out, like, dang it, like, I dropped the ball here. Right. Um, and then acknowledging that and then sharing that back out with your team mm-hmm. is going to continue, again, to build that trust because they're going right. to see that, okay, Maybe she didn't do the best thing here, or maybe she forgot this or didn't meet this deadline, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to continue to grow that trust and respect by acknowledging that and taking that time to be reflective internally. Yeah. I think the best leaders are ones that can be vulnerable. It's, it's hard for, you know, especially for leaders that are trying to have this position of you know, confidence and everything else, but being vulnerable is, is good for people to see. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do build that trust. I like that. Yes. A lot. There's something yeah. human about it. You know right, I mean? it exactly. It, it just, and I right. think the You're trust to comes from more. that because right. we can connect. Yeah, good right. point. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then R would be uh, reliability. Mm-hmm. And if you've been having conversations with intent and if you've been self-reflective, that should, again, help to build on to trust, which mm-hmm. also builds on to this um, reliability aspect, which is um, at work. I think one of the worst things you can ever do is, like, surprise your boss <laughs> <laughs> or surprise your team member. So really being consistent and predictable mm-hmm. creates just kind of a sense of harmony right? also. Because mm. if you know that... Um, you know, Miles, you're going to be assigned this particular task with this particular team. And whoever assigned that to you, or maybe you took it on yourself even, um, if the members of that team say, Miles, you know, I've worked with him before. I know he's consistent and he's reliable. Just starting from go, right? Mm-hmm. That team's going to have a sense of, you know, direction, and they're going to have the sense of calm, and they're, they're going to feel like they're in good hands, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Versus starting out with the team, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh gosh, last time I worked with 
so-and-so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he, he or she didn't follow through, he or she didn't meet these deadlines, he and she Starting off on a bad, didn't, bad, bad yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of yes. trust right off the bat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, so, in the E part of care is um, experience. Mm-hmm. which every relationship, whether it's a personal relationship or a team building or, you know, working on a team for a specific project, we all come in with our own experiences. Right. And that could be just personal experiences, um, training, your skill set, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But we need to remember the best way to create a good, diverse team is to have people with different experiences. Right. That's right. come up quite a bit in our yes. training. Yeah, that's yeah. a really so, good point. Yeah. yeah, anytime I've had a chance to hire for a position, I always try to look at, well, you have to look at what is the position first mm-hmm. and then what skill sets are needed mm-hmm. um, and whether or not you have those skill sets already on the team. So you want to hire for what you don't have, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You want to make sure yeah. and fill that space yeah. with you know, good and different experiences. Right. I love that one. Yeah. That one gets overlooked so much. And we only think that we need to, to, to hire somebody with the experience in what we're doing, which is great. But sometimes if you have that real world experience or even just something outside of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've met a few teachers over the years that have private sector experience. And a lot of times, like what they bring to the table is something you don't see, you know, mm-hmm. compared to somebody who fresh out of college was a public school teacher for years. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've always liked, I like the experience factor. Yeah. Right. And it can appear in a many, you know, many different ways. It can just be personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be through, you know, specialized, you know, training or mm-hmm. education, but. Just or like the experience of, I don't know, driving a forklift. Yeah. And being able to do that. Yeah, you can. You, we, we read in your bio. It could be you that could, experience. Yes. What was that like? <laughs> it was, it was really, it was fun. It was, yeah. It was, and I'm just going to say there's a written part and then the driving part. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got the highest written part. I'm just wow. going to Way to go. <laughs> For our listeners, we read her bio. Yes. And we'll put that out there so people see it. But, yes, she knows how to drive. She's, what is it, yeah. licensed? Is that the? Yeah, is yeah that like certified. Certified in being a truck driver, yes. <laughs> That's um, super one cool. Of the, we both, one yeah. of the past um, companies that my husband and I were partners in had a warehouse. So I uh-huh. had to manage a warehouse. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So. Yeah. I could barely drive a car. <laughs> and you That's why drive, I drive everywhere. And you can we drive, go on a, for, you can drive a forklift. Yes. That's nice. awesome. Um, all right, so nice. I love everything about that. How can you give us without, you know, I always like to say with teachers and, and when I'm um, even like giving professional development, you want to give too much. So like maybe really nice practical ways for us to take care of what you talk about mm-hmm. to back to our care district. Squared. Care, care squared. Sure. Um, we'll even just take the care right now. We'll take whatever you can get us. We'll square it up eventually. I promise. Uh, but yeah. So what, what, what would you recommend short practical ways for us as leaders in our district at the district level to improve or to, um, kind of implement a little of that care squared mentality? Sure. Well, I came up with kind of the name care squared cause I think it's easy to remember. Yeah. Right. And when you're working with people, at least from my perspective, you want to have some part of you that cares mm-hmm. about what you're doing right. and cares about the outcome mm-hmm. of what you're trying to accomplish. So I think just keeping in mind just the simple word of, of care mm-hmm. um, will help, will be a good starting point. And then just it's you know communication, accountability, mm-hmm. reliability, and experience. Right. So if you can just kind of keep those four things in mind um, mm-hmm. when you're building a team 
or when you are hiring for a, a new position or filling a position is how do those four elements play into that? Right. And how can we really help, you know, progress what it is you're trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Really okay. just having um, intent, just right. being very intentional Intention- about anything what yeah. you're trying to do. Yeah, I think that's, we, we're at a really interesting time in our district right now because we do have new leadership. Mm-hmm. And Dan, our previous superintendent, was wonderful. He'd been here for years, and really we had a good foundation through him. Mm-hmm. But then having Marty come in and being very intentional, like what you're talking about, put a, putting systems into place, mm-hmm. we've been better. I think just we kind of went to the next level on a lot of things just because we do have that outside perspective of being very intentional about everything that we do and being proactive versus being reactive mm-hmm. a lot. So And updating or er, implementing new mm-hmm. systems. Um, right. Using, if we go back to accountability for a second, mm-hmm. looking at um, if you made a mistake or, or if something, if a mistake occurred, mm-hmm. how did that mistake occur? Was it simply mm-hmm. that, you know, something very simple that you didn't do or was there a system breakdown right so you can really take the time to reflect and see how can i improve the overall system mm-hmm. right as well which is yeah. really something we're trying to focus on mm-hmm. here um and it and takes time it does it, it does that but you know sharon's right we have the foundation for it yeah uh, the, the work we've done the last few years uh top to bottom when dan was here all the way down to um you know every single building level has got us a little bit more of a system based i think now it's just that matter of like stretching and enriching yeah. it even more yeah so our district like a lot of others across the country was hit hard by covid and not only did it impact us as a district but it impacted our entire community we became very divided during that time yes. and i know um thinking of that as trauma seems like a strange word to use but it really was it was traumatic for mm-hmm. us and everybody to go through that um, but we really were hit hard it's been a hard time coming back from it I think we're there now um, but I loved the first time you and I spoke we kind of we touched on this um, can you talk about trauma in organizations and how that impacts culture because you have some experience with this yes. right yeah yes um, and trauma there's many forms of trauma it mm-hmm. can be a pandemic like we experienced with COVID right. um, it can be if you have you know a, a leader a CEO or president title who perhaps was acting unethically Right. That can be traumatic to the organization. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that trauma can enter an organization, right. first of all. So when I was working on my um, PhD, I was doing a lot of research in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, my topic was how, by the you know by a title, whoever the president or CEO is, how that leader can help move an organization through trauma to be healthy at the end. And how, mm-hmm. how do you do that right? right how does that actually happen and you really have to be again um, intentional with conversations right. first and you have to be open to hearing the good and the bad right and you have to be willing to want people to actually emotionally heal mm-hmm. so leaders that do have elements of of that leadership style of being a servant leadership studies have shown that um those qualities really do help people feel Mm -hmm. um, empathy and then showing that within the organization as well. So empathy and listening and actually um, moving with intent can all help move an organization through a traumatic experience. It does take time Mm -hmm. and having those conversations, um, you really have to commit because it will take 
a lot of energy and mm-hmm. resources and, you know, time being one of them. Right. It's not a, a quick yeah. fix. Yeah. And um, as the leader of, a, of an organization, you need to be also aware of your leadership team. What qualities do they all have? Mm-hmm. And then is there something missing there? Right. Do you need to bring in someone that maybe has more servant leadership attributes that can help with empathy and all these other things? Um, and kind of using your team to develop a, a, a healing like template. So if you were to have some kind of extraordinary trauma in your organization, um, what framework do you already have in place? Who do you have in place with these elements of servant leadership that can help kind of jump in right. and fill a gap if there is a gap mm-hmm. to continue the organization moving forward to a more healthy right. place? Right. Yeah. I don't think we talk about servant leadership enough as a district. Mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of that in my first district, uh, Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools, and um, and even in my admin program. But Servant leadership, maybe for our listeners, could you give like a quick synopsis of what that term means? I mean, it's pretty understandable when you say it, but maybe even servant leadership compared to maybe a typical leadership that you would think about. Um, Really, being a servant leader at heart just means you want to see others as well as yourself, but you really want to help and see others grow to be their best self. Um, I mean, that's really boiled down. Yeah. No, that's actually, you know, mm, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. I'm a little nervous because I worry that I had not practiced what you said. It takes energy and resources like if something doesn't go well. And I think I need to be a little bit more of a servant leader with, with, with actually Marty Kobza about something. Uh-oh, what is it? Well, he, I've, I think I experienced some trauma when he told me he hadn't seen Back to the Future. <laughs> Have you seen Back to the Future? Yes. Okay. See your yes. face. You see like the like, yeah. whoa, of course I've seen it's Back to the Future. somebody named Marty. Marty McFly. see yeah, Back thank to the you. Future. Thank you. That's for you, Marty. I was a little worried you were going to say no, and I thought it was like a Nebraska thing. Like it was censored <laughs> in Nebraska. No. But that doesn't seem to be the case. That was not the case. Okay. I do love the idea of, of knowing that you have to be intentional and mm-hmm. that you have to commit energy and resources, one of which is time. Like hearing that, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're just like, I, it's too much. I, we'll just move on. We'll forget yes. it. And it kind of festers, doesn't it? Or it really just never gets healed. Yes. We mm-hmm. all have like 10 things to get done in a day that you can maybe only really get six things done. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what it's, it's tough. Thank you for explaining it. Like I said, I think a lot of people, I, I like to hope, um, you know, I think my mom knows what servant leadership is. So as, as 50% of our listeners, she'll definitely know what the word was before. <laughs> <laughs> but My mom being the other 50 Yeah. Yeah. I think your mom's got it too, but just in case. No, but we have people, it is really nice that we have community members that listen that might not know that term exactly. So thank yeah. you for explaining it sure, so well. Yeah. So yeah. you've talked about your extensive background in education um, and you were a college recruiter. I'm going to come back to that for a little bit. We do a little bit of the recruiting, uh, a lot of the recruiting, it's us. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but we're, in an unprecedented teacher shortage. Good news, it looks like it's getting better, but it definitely, COVID didn't help and and everything else. But what advice would you give to those who are considering the field of education as their career path? Um, You know, for those college students who are Mm -hmm. about to to jump in, what what advice would you give them? So this hits really close to home for me. My youngest is a high school senior this Ah, year. And he is considering going into education. Okay. And he actually just submitted an application this last weekend for um, a dual major, um, jazz studies and music education. Perfect. Oh, I love it. Love so, it. Yes. Yeah. 
So what we've always told him is, you know, do something that you enjoy doing and that you find purpose in, mm-hmm. um, which may not always be the easiest route. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Yep. My son's living it too. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Um, and just be open to knowing that if you do something with purpose, you do something where you think you can make change, that in itself yeah. should yeah. give you some level of happiness, right? Yeah. So just really doing what you have, um, I guess, a gift for, I guess, yeah. or, or I don't know if gift is the right word, yeah, but something that you feel yeah, passionate yeah. about, um, where you can make positive change and where you find you know, at least a little bit of happiness, right? Yeah. You work Absolutely. a long time. <laughs> yes, yes. You may as well like what you're doing. Yes. Very well said. Well, so the topic of our first um, podcast was this, I believe. Um, and I don't know if you listened to that one, but we ask each of our guests what their this, I believe statement is. Um, mine was very simple. It's just uh, the power of kindness. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but a personal and a professional this, I believe statement. So what would be your first? personal and professional this I believe statements I think you've kind of talked about several you have just so if you want to just recap just, it or yeah. just you know summarize yeah, I, I think just to again kind of boil it down I believe really um, you know education and training can really be a catalyst for your own growth mm-hmm. and and just being open to continual learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then anything you do do with intention right do with intention. Like you know, that. I'm just going to segue right into the last question or the next yeah, one, yeah. which is we're really big. That was the purpose of this podcast Uh-oh. is to get more people to watch Back to the Future. <laughs> um, and that has not happened because uh, Marty still hasn't watched. No, uh, but we really want we, – we, we consider ourselves learners, like what growth mindset always trying to. And I try to instill that with my kids and my students that I had, and I really think it's good for teachers to be that way. And you had just highlighted that. So what are some ways – that you try to continue to be a learner um, besides, you know, learning how to drive a forklift. Um, so <laughs> right. so what, what are some of the things? Are they books, podcasts, or you experiences like you talked about? What's your ways of doing it? Yeah, um, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think I've started, I think, four books. Okay. I haven't finished any of them yet, but um, <laughs> so I, I'm yet. in different stages of four different books okay. um, on all different topics. Um, one is about um, taking some small, brave steps in, in your day. Mm-hmm. Um, Hmm. What, do you remember the title of that one? I like that one. It's um, it's Bravership, and it's by um, Nicole. Oh my gosh, she's gonna go so mad at me. Sorry, Nicole. Um, but you Bianchi. know her. Yes. You know, okay. Wow, that's yes. awesome. Bianchi. I don't know Mike Schmoker um, yet. Small brave, small brave steps. Small brave steps. Okay. Um, so it's a good read. I'm also reading um, Love Your Enemies. Okay. And actually, that's a book that our entire work team is reading together. Nice. And it's it's about understanding that you don't have to um, agree with everything that others agree, but you have to have a level of respect for everybody, gotcha. and give them that space to have different opinions. Mm-hmm. I like that, right? And it's okay. Yeah, we don't have to agree. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Typically, don't. <laughs> so. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so book. So books, multi- multiple books. Multiple books. Our podcast. You said you've listened to. Yes. Yeah, of course, New Heights. Right. Who New doesn't ha- watch? Yes. <laughs> Bravo. Doesn't listen and watch that. Right. <laughs> Especially all the new Swifties. Right. That are trying. To, that's that's awesome. Um, okay. So that's Yay. an excellent answer. Yeah. So we're going to shift gears now and have some fun with the trivia question. Okay. As people know, we we end our podcast with some fun. Um, so okay. you are trivia being makes me nervous, but let's it's go. okay. It's okay. You're getting paired against up against. 
against a college recruit who we recently gave a tour to. So her name is Miss Maddie Kaiser. She's amazing. We are hoping to woo her to come work for us. Um, she's in, uh, at KU. That's where we met her, and she wants to be an elementary teacher. Very and we're good. hoping it's going to be here in Lansing. So we asked her a question, and we had her name, ten, uh, name as many of a topic as she could in 10 seconds. Okay? And so we're going to have you do the same thing. So you'll have 10 seconds to name it, and we'll give it to you in just a minute for what it is. Um, so are you ready? No pressure. Okay, I think so. Okay. I'm, do you want to do the time, Miles? I'm you... not really sure why she said no pressure. There's an immense amount of pressure. <laughs> You're going against somebody else. Oh. So, like, it's the most pressure-packed thing in the world. You ready? Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, so just name 10 of the topic of the thing no, that we No, as many say. as she can. Sorry, as many as you can. Um <laughs> In, in 10, 10 seconds. seconds, okay. And I'm getting my clock open here. Are you ready? And he's ready. He'll start the timer. Oh gosh. Okay. Go ahead and ask okay. the question. I'll start the timer. Name as many board games as you can in 10 seconds. I'm talking slow, so you can think about it for a second. Board games. And go. Go. Monopoly. Scrabble. Can it be cards too? Like. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, okay. chess. Uh, checkers, um, risk, shoots and ladders. Time. Oh, that was good though. Really that was well. good. Six. That's not good. I yeah. talked very slow because I was thinking. No, that was pretty good. That was pretty. I good. know you asked a question in there too, so I think you should. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel bad. Okay, do you want to hear Maddie's? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said no. Okay, here we go. Here's Maddie. Sorry, trouble, checkers, Jenga, Twister. Scrabble, apples to apples, Monopoly, life. <laughs> she didn't get life in. We didn't give her life, but we gave her life. She got eight. So unfortunately, I she just. We need to take off Twister because that's not a board game. That is true. Technically, it's a floor right. game. Oh. oh man, I think okay. you both get a point for that one. So you're up to. <laughs> You're up to seven. She loses a point. You guys tied. Congratulations. Because we make the rules around here. Uh, <laughs> and also, it sounded like Maddie was like doing jumping jacks while she was doing it. She's, so, she got, she's, she's the most entertaining person I've met, probably too. next to me. <laughs> like she, yeah. Um, bravo. Yeah. You might actually like. be one of the first people that did it that actually tied or won, right? Or, or we have people win when they're in the hot seat. Um. No, just me. Yeah, I think it's yeah. <laughs> I love that. It might just be you. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Once again, we make the rules. <laughs> and so Oh, and thank uh, you for no, this beautiful excellent. award. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. We we gave it there it is. Um display it proudly. <laughs> it's a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh did you have a good time? I did, thank you. Promise? Okay. Yes. Okay. Hopefully Final this question. Was you did no, well. This excellent. Oh, yes, this was yes. fantastic. You killed it. Yeah. Um, especially with the uh, Back to the Future thing. So yeah. we have to ask <laughs> one it. more. Right there. Because we might not see you again. We, we'll probably see you again. But um, I can't believe you didn't ask her what her favorite Rocky movie holy, was. Holy, that literally is what I'm doing right was now. It really? I said the fact that you you nailed the Back to the Future question, that's what I'm doing right now. We're supposed to jump in. So, But instead, I'm going to ask this in question. It's not the script, so I wasn't sure. It's not the script. It's not the script. That's why I wanted okay. to ask. If you wouldn't have said the Back to the Future, if you didn't like, oh, of course I know Back to the Future, I wouldn't have asked this one. But Rocky movies. A, have you seen them? Yes, I've seen them. Two for two. What it's is been your a while, favorite? Though. That's absolutely fine. That's you don't have to say. You can just say a character in it if you have one that stuck out to you. No, it's which, which Rocky movie was your favorite? Can you not figure she that out? Name a character in it. All right, name a character that sticks out. I see what oh. you're doing. I see what Sharon's doing. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Doctor T. Who do you, who sticks out? Typically, I mean, the first original franchise of 
or movie, any franchise is always the best. Mm, I agree. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Die Hard. Yeah, keep right? going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be yeah. the first. One. Back to the Future, Die Hard. So it's the number one. Well, yeah. okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's but not. isn't Mr. T pretty cool? Mr. T is cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but not cool enough to be your favorite not movie. Cool. But okay, yeah. Just just want to settle that. <laughs> okay, I try. All right. Well, this was an excellent episode. <laughs> Quite possibly the best. So bravo, Dr. T. Uh, sorry, Mr. T. Uh, so we're going to give a quick shout out, though, before we normally wrap up the episode uh, to a 2020 grad, uh, Lansing grad, who is currently at Webster University. And he is a composition major with an emphasis on songwriting. Songwriting. And then also a double major with audio and sound writing. Uh, Sound recording and engineering. <laughs> I was close enough. Yeah, Can we just let that, that go? That we yeah. know that you're awesome. And the reason that we're calling out this student is because this um, person is helping us now revamp our audio. So it probably sounds better. Uh, enhance the quality of it. We have new intro music that is actually his own original music. Um, and he's just overall helped with editing. And there has been a lot of editing in this episode. So yes. thank you very much, Cam. <laughs> we owe you. No, you know. Um, and he's doing it all for free because he's my son. So Cam Burns. Thank you, Cam Burns, thank for you. doing Cam this. Burns. Yeah. And Cam, we probably will pay you or give you something for this episode because there was quite a <laughs> bit of errors. But it's okay because it's the best episode because because of Back to the Future and Rocky. And Tammy, 100%. Dr. T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Dr. T's answering it well. All right. Once again, sorry, Mr. T. So if you want to hear some uh, talent that has come out of the district, he has two albums. So it's good for you to know this. You can follow him on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and all the other streaming services at cam underscore burns underscore music or check him out at camburnsmusic.com. That's how we're paying him right there. That's <laughs> that it. So never mind, Cam. Yeah. Do not expect to check. That yeah. was it. And between his help with the audio and our Lansing Educational Foundation grant, this podcast is actually sounding professional. <laughs> yeah, I like this what you wrote right here. Yeah. You're a, we are legit. We are legit. <laughs> we are yes, legit. Officially a legit. New Heights, so. watch out. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. We're coming. That's right. <laughs> we got Dr. T now. Uh, all right. So as always, for more updates and stories on Lansing USD 469, you can visit us at www.usd469.net. And if you don't already have it, download the free Lansing USD 469 mobile app on Apple and Android. That app allows you to be the first to know about all the fantastic things happening in our district and snow days. And snow and days, snow which days. are right, right here. Yep. We're almost at December, so hopefully they're coming. Uh, I mean, I love I love being here every day. Uh, if you like our content <laughs> and want to stay up to date on the latest episodes, please follow us wherever you're listening and leave a review to help others find us and learn more about our great district. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. You're letting me down. I know. You told me you'd come up with a new weird one. <laughs> All right. Cast box is like third Next down. Next episode, I'll have another one. All right, you better. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, please send us an email at sharon.burns at usd469.net. All right, that's a wrap on episode four of season two. And as always, it's a Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. And Dr. Tammy, seriously, thank you for coming. You have a good time? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye.